Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Rooted Deep, a podcast featuring Reba Bowman and Allison Hale. Hey everybody, this is Allie and I'm here with Reba and our podcast Rooted Deep and we're excited to have you here and um, this is the first or this is the second podcast that we've been talking about. Uh, moments in history, some of our favorite moments or stories in history. Now, last week's podcast might have been a little bit more um, more than what you were prepared to bite off because it was all British history and a bunch of Henrys and a couple of Richards and some Edwards in there. And um, but it was one of my favorite parts of history. We're going to take it a little bit close to home for uh, Reba's favorites, a little bit more recent. Okay, so it's not back in the 1400s, and nope. it's closer to home. It's it's where we are. Uh, you know, we. Uh, some of you have even visited this spot. And so Reba's going to kick it off with her favorite moment in history. Yeah, absolutely. So I love I love history, I think, for several reasons. But one of the reasons that I love history is the fact that you can see ordinary people who do these, who make these important decisions at the right moment, and it becomes this extraordinary thing. And um, And I think in those little simple things, it inspires me. Uh, it motivates me because I realize that what I do matters, right? And I realize that some, I mean, I may not be the king of England or uh, some, I may not be sitting in some famous historical moment, but I never know what my decision in the moment, how that's going to affect history and how that'll affect my family's history or whatever. So it's just all these like fun things so um, one story that I dial back to that I just think is so fascinating happened uh, during uh, the Battle of Gettysburg. So, you know, if you study a little bit about the Battle of Gettysburg, what you know is that um, by the time we get to Gettysburg, um, the South actually is winning. They're in strong control uh, of what's happening on the, on the field. And if you're predicting how this is going to go, Prior to the Battle of Gettysburg, you're saying the South is going to win. That's what's yeah. going to happen. All right, it's what's going to happen. It's not looking. It's best. not looking yeah. good. No, there is this. There is this. Um, a, a professor. He is actually a college professor from Maine. So we've got a school teacher here. Okay, mm-hmm. and he is. He volunteers during the Civil War to join the Union Army. Okay, so he's fighting for the North, and. He is, um, he is, he, he runs up through the ranks. His name is Joshua Chamberlain. Okay. So this, this was fascinating. You can actually look his story up, but he, he is, he reaches this, uh, you know, level of being a, uh, kind of a brigadier general. Um, he is, he's at the battle of Gettysburg where, what we're getting ready to talk about awarded him the Medal of Honor. But 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 when we look at Gettysburg in the moment, he is just uh, he is a lieutenant colonel, and he is you know he's out here he's fighting he's doing his thing and it's bad. Okay, so here's the backstory. Um, it's bad. The North is losing. They're down men. In fact, uh, most people believe he was outnumbered five to one. They're out of ammunition. Okay. Mm -hmm. So they're, they've just got handfuls of ammunition left and that's it. So here they are outnumbered five to one. You know, there's a, uh, during the night, they kind of all hunker down, which is kind of typical during, you know, they didn't have 
night vision goggles. Uh, so, you know, during, during the, during, uh, the, the civil war. So it, as it would get dark for the most part, the armies would hunker down. And then as daylight broke, there would, they even might be moving during the night strategy and getting a different position, but there wasn't a lot of battles actually being fought during the nighttime. And then as the sun would come up, the battle would begin again. And so this is kind of the scenario. So when the sun went down and everything begins to slow down on the battlefield, Chamberlain is outnumbered, outmanned, and he's got, he, he has no, he has no ammunition left. And he, he, so everybody knows that they gather together, Chamberlain and all of the lead, leaders there of the military, they gather together. And what they realize is, He's got several of his top men that are dead now. Yeah. So this small group of men gather together and they have to make a decision whether they're going to surrender or fight. Wow. Wow. Now, if you think about it, if they fight, they pretty much know logically mm -hmm. common sense they're yeah. going to die yeah. because they don't have enough ammunition and they don't have enough. They don't have enough people. They're, yeah. they're just, most of their people are laying dead on the battlefield. And right. so the, as they're discussing this with the men uh, and with his leaders, everybody assumes that Chamberlain is going to say, we're in, as soon as the sun comes up, we're going to wave, wave the white flag and we are going, uh, we're going to surrender and we're going to get, you know, we're going to give up here at the Battle of Gettysburg. But that's not what happened. Chamberlain talks about the fact that the way he was raised and what he believes in is that he goes down fighting. Okay. So, of course, everybody's looking at him like, have you lost your mind? And, mm. but he says, no, we're going to fight. And so this is what he tells, he, he tells the men, I want you to spread out through the camp. And this is what you're going to tell everybody to do. They're going to fix their bayonets. So, you know, back in the Civil War, they had the guns that on the tip end of them, you could actually put a, a, a knife, like like the yeah. end of a knife, okay? So it really became almost, a, a, they called it a bayonet, but it became a spear, it became a sword, okay? And so if you were, you know, if your ammunition was out, this is a way you could fight. You could, you could yeah. put the bayonet, you could fix that, uh, put your spear or your knife on the tip end of your gun, and now yeah. you would use that as a as a weapon close. to fight with. Yeah, now you're oh, yeah. too far away. You're like right, right. up against the so that's a little scary. You you don't want to use that. You want a bullet. You want to be no. far away. No, absolutely. So on the other side of the battlefield, you've got the mm -hmm. Confederate Army, right? Yeah. And they they're ready because they mm. they believe that they have totally they're ready for surrender in the next morning because yeah. they know they they've got these guys outnumbered. And here's what's crazy. They had brought in fresh troops. Oh, wow. So fresh troops had come in during the night, and these fresh troops were ready to go. So you've got Joshua Chamberlain, and you've got the North, outnumbered five to one. They're out of, they're out of, they don't have any more ammunition. They're fixing bayonets. They're spreading the word that we're not surrendering, mm -hmm. and we're going to die on this field. But yeah. we're going to die fighting. Yeah. While the South is over here saying they're going to wave right. the white flag in the yeah. morning because, mm -hmm. I mean, this is that we've got them. All yeah. right. This is this is yeah. over. OK. Mm -hmm. um, so the next morning. 
he tells everybody, when I, I'm going to give the battle charge, and when I do, I want you to come over there with your bayonets fixed, and I want you to come over there like you believe we got this thing. Yeah. And so that is exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. The, these guys, with hardly any ammunition, got to l- listen for the battle cry. And Chamberlain cries out to fix bayonets, and then he cries out, charge. Mm. Well, the advancing Confederate army stops dead in their tracks as the men charge over the walls with their bayonets. Uh And because what they thought was going to be surrender instead, now they've got guys charging at them. So here's what they thought. This can't be the same group of guys that we ended the night with. Okay. It's a new new group. They believed, they assumed that just like they had new fresh troops come in during the night, they Uh assumed that that the North had new troops come in different nights. So they believed in their minds that everything had changed. These were, Mm -hmm. now there was probably a lot more soldiers. They had ammunition. They're ready to go. Yeah, and they've all, been, and, yeah. yeah. Reinforcements have arrived to the north. And oh, yeah. It, yeah. So they believe, so the mm. mindset now changes, right? Yeah. It's not real. Right. It's just assumed because of mm-hmm. the spirit of these, yes. of, of a yeah. school teacher, right? And so this is crazy. What happens next is absolutely crazy because history tells us that when these men came across over the top of these hills and be, with their bayonets flashing and screaming charge and looking like they're fresh and ready to go, yeah. the Confederate army ran. Mm. Many of them threw down their guns and took off. And this is what's crazy. Historians tell us that in less than 10 minutes, the 20th Main Regiment, which was Chamberlain's mm. Regiment, Mm-hmm. had captured two entire regiments of over mm. 400 men. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Unless, I'll, I'll, just a little bit of bravado went a very long way. Oh, I mean, it's just crazy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and I think what is so powerful about that is that at the moment, in, in yeah. the big picture of, of the battle, the union was losing. They were losing yeah. badly. And mm-hmm. this is what historians have looked back on. They said they agree that the Battle of Gettysburg was the turning point of the Civil yeah. War. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and the changing of the Battle of Gettysburg sat Happen. on the shoulders yeah. of Colonel Chamberlain, this school teacher yeah. from Maine, mm-hmm. who eventually was awarded the Congressional Medal of Honor for his decision that day. And then he went on to be elected as the governor of Maine. Um, and it's like, you know, so here's this school teacher. He's not Mm -hmm. some great military guy, right? He's not, he doesn't have this. He's a volunteer of all things, right? You see that he is, you know, he's just doing things that you would think there's no way that anybody is going to do. It was one of those things where I just think you can read his story and you can find out that it you know, he's wounded at certain parts in his story. He just continues to fight throughout the, yeah. throughout the rest of the Civil War. This is what's cool. One more thing yeah. about it I have to tell you. So at the surrender, okay, mm-hmm. of Robert E. Lee's army at Appomattox Courthouse in Virginia, yeah. guess who was there? 
Chamberlain. Joshua Chamberlain was given the mm -hmm. honor of commanding the Union troops at the surrender because he was so pivotal and yeah. in in being able to help in that on that particular day and and everybody mm -hmm. kind of knew if it hadn't been for the guts and the sheer will of Chamberlain to say we won't quit we're not going to back down we're not going mm -hmm. to you know we're not going to we're not going to do this if we die we die but we're going to put our yeah. we're just going to go bayonets and we're going to fight yeah. um and so for me I just loved this I just love this story of right. Chamberlain. And I love the fact that his one action mm -hmm. impacted history. Yeah, exactly. Impacted that, you know, just the entire landscape of our nation. Um, yeah. Because if the South had won, we know this, if the South had won Gettysburg, yeah. then we would have been two separate nations. Yeah, um, pretty much. Not, yeah. And, and not just completely divided, which, which that, that, a house divided among us that does not, cannot, no, no. And, you know, and so that does change the course of history. Just one man's, um, one man's, uh, just bravery and commitment to the cause as well as not, not only that personally, but then getting, getting everybody else to say, no, for real, we, yeah. we, we, we've got to do this this way. Yeah. I mean, and, and you can analyze so many sections mm -hmm. of this, you know, whether yeah. the people that the men who followed him, and the respect yeah. that they had for him and being willing to mm -hmm. go to the death with this thing. Yeah. Uh, just the, the, I just the whole concept of yeah. bayonets. I mean, you yeah. know, that's just a grisly way uh, uh -huh. to have to do, to try to do this. And like you said, you got to get close. So that means yeah. you're outrunning bullets and you're outrunning people and you're, you're charging, you know? So there's just so many things that I just mm -hmm. think are just so, um, that are just so interesting and you can read you know, even Wikipedia will tell you the yeah, details yeah. of some of, mm -hmm. of, of Joshua Chamberlain and, and some of these, some of the little details of the battle. Mm -hmm. If you really are into the strategy of how it all fell out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I, for so long, and I think I, and I, I, we, my husband has the Ken Burns uh, Civil War documentary. Um, mm -hmm. Have you ever, I, I, we love that, we love these documentaries. And, it was for so long, the South had the generals and the strategy and generally, and the, normally the North was, was vacant. They had the manpower, they had the, the, the mm -hmm. people, but the South was just better strategically throughout so much of the, of the civil war until, you know, uh, until you get to this point. And it's, yeah. it's fascinating that it's like, finally, there's, um, there's such a, with this, with the civil war, there's such an interesting story about a different general who, who had the number the Union general who had the numbers, who had the, the manpower, who had the ambition, yes. and he was still kind of waiting and waiting. And even Abraham Lincoln was like, dude, go in. And he's like, I don't have enough people. I don't have enough people. And, you know, yeah. I, I, that, and it's so different from, from Chamberlain and, and, and what he decided. All he had was a bayonet and, and some, some men that, that believed oh. in the cause. So that's awesome. Oh, yeah. I, and I just think that you know, sometimes I, there's again life lessons here, right? Yeah. Um, there are there are so many as you look back in history, but I, I just think we got we've got to remember the importance of of, of not quitting sometimes. Mm -hmm. The importance yeah. of 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 sticking with what we know to be true and what we believe in and what some things are worth fighting for, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Um and, and we don't know that sometimes we just don't know that decision that we're making that day. Yeah. How that can impact the mm -hmm. future. Now, yeah. in, in Chamberlain's situation, it changed the future, as you just mentioned. 
it literally changed the future for a whole nation um, in that one decision, because had the Battle of Gettysburg gone differently, you know, most historians believe the United States would have divided had the South won, and we would have become two different nations. Um, and the North would have split from the South and there would have been a divided, there would have been, there wouldn't have been a United States. There would have been right. divided States. Um, mm-hmm. But that's not what happened that day. And, yeah. you know, yeah. and it changed the, it, it changed the outcome. And I, I just see these moments where I think for all of us, we're like, you know, I, I don't believe that day. This is what I believe. And this is what it motivates me and inspires me sometimes about history. I don't think that when Chamberlain is, bunkered down behind the hill and he's putting in his bayonet and he's thinking about this, that he's going, I'm going to get the medal of honor for this. You know, I don't think that's what he's thinking. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's thinking this is going to be the turning point in the war. You know, he he might not have even been thinking we're going to win. Right. Yeah. He just thinking, I know who I am and I know what the next thing I'm supposed to do is. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I, I just know what the next right thing is. And that mm-hmm. is yeah. to not to not surrender this hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, that right. I just can't surrender the spot. This is my yeah. job and I've got to fight over here as long mm-hmm. as I can. And yeah. and I think, you know, I, for me, I've even used this story when I've done mm-hmm. messages before. Yeah. Because I think in the practicalness for all of us, you know, there is a hill worth dying on and yeah. there is there are things worth fighting for. And I think for all of us, we get into these situations where we actually have no idea how the next decision we're going to make not to quit, yeah, yeah. To, to fight a little longer, to go mm-hmm. at it one more time, even though in our minds, we're not thinking this is a monumental decision. Right. Yeah. Because we don't know history. Right. Yeah. No, we don't have that. We don't have that luxury of just no. what we do have. And, we, and this is because I was I was here a couple of days ago, just. Yeah. Is it worth it? Is it, I mean, this is so exhausting. I'm so, I literally, I was, I was in the, right. in a, in a meeting with, and I'm just, and they were like, and I was actually, I was being pretty grumpy and I was being, <laughs> because, and I was, yeah. I was, I was taking it out on, on somebody and they were like, what is the problem? I said, I'm just exhausted. Not physically. Yeah. I just cannot make this next decision because I, yeah. you know, um, yeah. but then it was just like, just do the next thing. Make, and, and that's what we did. We, st- we, we stepped into, and then, you know, who knows? I don't, I don't even know, but I know I've, I've never had, I mean, honestly, I've never had to hook up a bayonet to, to, to a gun. I have not had to do that. Um, but I have had to make a decision about, do I, do I talk to this next person out on the street or do I, mm-hmm. do I, you know, I mean, and, or, or do I say, do I try one more time? And this is for, for some of us, you know, for some of the listeners out here, do I try one more time to, to speak truth into my teenage daughter's life? Sure. Or do I try one more time to, you know, to reach out, you know, to a, to a loved one, to a lost loved one? And, and share Oh, yeah. Them. Or is this marriage worth fighting for? Is this marriage worth fighting for? Yeah. Yeah. You know, or whatever. Hill, you know. It, it is. I, and I just think practically, we just all have these moments in our life. We all have these hills. Yeah. You know, yeah. where we're outnumbered. We're out of ammunition. <laughs> we are we're overwhelmed yeah. yeah and i mean and and logically we shouldn't win but right. to me, this is we talked about this when we did your podcast uh on history and i think this is true again you see the hand of god right. intercede in the frailty of man yeah to achieve the purposes and the glory of god mm-hmm. And and God still does that, Allie. And that's what I keep, that's why this story and others like them 
are great, powerful reminders to me that who was Joshua Chamberlain? He's a yeah. school teacher from Maine. Okay, this yeah. guy is not, you know, the son of Robert E. Lee or the son of this great, you know, he he's not, you know, he he's not a warrior. He's a school teacher who volunteered yeah. to fight in the Civil War. And so I think that a lot of us feel like, well, I'm just not, I'm just not strategic enough. I'm just not smart yeah. enough. I'm not strong right, enough. I'm not, I'm not enough. Yeah. my lineage is not this enough or what right. do you want to say? Mm-hmm. And none of that matters on these, at these pivotal moments. I think what really matters is Lord, we just need you to do the miracle, but we're willing to charge the hill. Right. Yeah. We're willing you know, to take that step. We're willing yeah. to just keep moving and not surrender. Yeah. 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 So for me, you know, as, as I love to study history and I do, um, and I love the historical nuances of a great, cause they're just, history is yeah. just filled with great stories, right? Yeah. Great stories of people's lives. And, um, you know, we don't, I, I know Hollywood has a tendency to take a historical story and mm-hmm. change it and fictionalize it to add, it and to add interest to it. And yeah. sometimes I look at that and I'm like, why did you why did you present a historical story as and change the whole story and then and and yeah. then make it appear as if this is actually what happened when the astral right. story was so much better than what you just did? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> <You know? laughs> exactly. Yeah, you didn't need to add any drama to it because the drama was already there. Oh, uh, already there. And it, and it is fascinating just to think just to think about when we look at these stories, you know, these real people because we we do this when we read the Bible. The, yeah. the Bible is filled with stories that again, and I'm, what, when you were talking about charging that hill, we've talked about this in, a, in an earlier, earlier podcast about the mighty mm-hmm. men of David. And there was one who literally was fighting over a hill of beans. And that's what it says in the Bible in second Samuel, um, second Samuel 23, I think, uh, of talking about he, that his job was just to defend this hill of yeah. beans and he did it and his you know yeah. it's like i don't know how important that hill was i don't know where in the history of, of 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 israel that hill of beans needed to be defended but that was his job and he did it and he's in the bible as one of the mighty men of history and you're just like i wonder what happened with that hill of beans and what is built there now you know what i'm saying or oh, how absolutely. God used that. you know ne- you never know and we might never know but it no. but that was his job at the moment and yeah um, and, and you know there's another david story yeah. where a guy stayed by the stuff yeah yeah, that was his job. You're just going to yeah. stay by the stuff and protect the stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. and it's, you know, I, I just think sometimes we just think everybody else's life or everybody else's mm-hmm. battles are more glamorous yeah. than ours. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> exactly. And it's just and yucky I, yeah, sometimes, it's right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, and you just want to you want to look and say, OK, what is my hill of beans that I'm standing on or what is the stuff that I'm supposed yeah. to be protecting? And and as you know, as, as Christians and as, especially as women, um, we, we always look, and I think social media has really affected how we look at everybody else's struggle or lack of struggle versus our struggle or lack of struggle. And, um, and just take, take stock, right. You know, just take stock right now of like, what is the next thing that I have to do? I was just in in a meeting with, with a young, with a young woman. And I'm like, you have these big goals. You have these huge goals for your life, but all of these goals. And I tried to explain it. I'm like, just like a pot of Sancocho, which is a very, a very typical Dominican soup that just has everything in it. 
Okay, and got like it. you don't at the beginning of the day, you don't start out with a with a big bowl of sancocho. You have to gather those ingredients. True. You have to go right. get this and that. And um, and I don't know if you can hear it in the background, but they're selling those ingredients right as uh, in this. Oh, right, right, driving, in the, right, right, driving, driving around the truck. That's one of the great things about our podcast. People tell us this all the time. <laughs> We're like, we love hearing what's going on in in the background uh, at, at, and it's always in the Dominican. Uh, in somebody's the Dominican. selling something. Something's happening, but it's it's somebody's exciting. Blowing makes, the air out of their muffler or whatever. Yeah. But I was like, you know, the ingredients, you know, these bit, this big goal that you have of, you know, of your education, the Mm. small ingredient is do your homework. The small ingredient is make sure you're paying attention in school. And so if you're, if you're somebody like, oh, I've got these big dreams. I don't know how I'm going to get there. I don't know what, you know, your next step is wake up and make your bed, you know, or wake up and go to class (laughs) or wake up and, and, and change your baby's diaper. You know, those are the steps for these bigger, these big hills and these big battles. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think, you know, sometimes in life we're, we're brought to this moment of decision. Mm-hmm. Do I do nothing mm-hmm. or do I do something? Yeah. And I think a lot of times the do nothing choice mm-hmm. yeah. feels, it feels good. It feels it's like, yeah. because, well, it is because it's, it's like, I keep, I delay the decision or I just mm-hmm. keep giving excuses or whatever it yeah. is in my life, you know? And, um, you know, but we just delay and, 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 and in that we do nothing. And I just think sometimes we were, we don't understand that that's exactly sometimes exactly what the devil wants us. He wants right. us in that place. Where we just do nothing. And, and I think when faced with the decision to do nothing or to do something act, what, mm-hmm. what, what's the right, what's the next, next right what's step? Next you, you know, yeah. what, what do I, what do I need to be doing? I know it ain't standing still unless God's specifically yeah. saying, wait on me right here and don't move yeah. until I, until I tell you, but I just think, yeah, you know, Allie, I just realized, you know, we can't even do a story on history without, without talking about <laughs> Jesus. Um, but, um, it's good, but it's, it's still true. really good, you know, cause he's everywhere. Right. Um, exactly. And it's not, you know, and, and we've talked about, and you've talked about this before and moments in our own lives where we've seen God really step in, yeah. um, and, and show it. And, and we've talked about building altars in that moment where, Hey, yeah. God's presence is with us all the time, but here's where he really showed something awesome. And I'm going to remember this. Yeah. And these moments in history are the same thing. They are, you know, when they're the same thing where we can say, okay, that's, that's where the Protestant reformation happened, or this is where the United States stayed united, or this is, yeah. you know, and, and different, different moments in history, we can say, you know, and, and give the glory to God and then say, okay, I, I want to continue to be part of a tiny thread in your giant tapestry of what, of, and we'll, we'll get to see some of it when we get to heaven. Oh, you know, and yeah, and I think all of us are going to have this, maybe, maybe we'll have this moment where we look back one day at our history mm. and we see how the decisions we made yeah. had repercussions. Mm-hmm. that were so good for yeah. our family or for right. our, you know, or for the people that we were connected with at that point in time. And I, and I, so, you know, it does, what you do does matter. It really yeah. does. And, and yeah. I think history tells that story over mm-hmm. and over and over again. History tells the story that what the decisions you make, the, 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 the actions you take, they actually mm-hmm. do matter. Even when sometimes right. when they seem like they don't. So, or they seem like such a tiny, right? Uh, a tiny step or a tiny movement. Yep. Um, but if that, you know, and that, if that's the step that the Lord has given you, take it and take and it. He'll, and just like in Psalms 139, he goes before 
checks out that, yep. that he's also coming up behind and he's and he's he's backing you up. Oh no, absolutely. And you know, there's a um Andy Andrews talked about one time the uh, the butterfly effect. And he mm-hmm. talked about that, yeah. that the and it's a true phenomenon, I guess, in science that butterflies flapping their wings somewhere over South America mm-hmm. have an influence on the weather patterns way over here across across the world. And right. um it, it's just a great reminder. It, it really yeah. is uh that mm-hmm. that it does matter what we do and how we decide to choose to live our lives. So so today, you know, I don't know where where you're at in your story, and neither really mm-hmm. do you. Um, yeah. but maybe some of you are are hunkered down behind a hill thinking, um, I am, I am done. Uh, there's no way I can win this battle. And, Mm -hmm. uh, I'm about to wave the white flag on this marriage, on this situation, Mm -hmm. on this, on whatever I'm in, because there's no way. And, and maybe today's podcast is just a reminder that sometimes a different decision makes all the difference in the world. And, uh, you know, so, uh, we hope maybe today, today's reflection a little bit of the history of history and if you want to find out more about chamberlain like i said a quick a quick google will tell yeah. you quite a bit about him but there's also been um incredible uh, books obviously written about the battle of gettysburg uh you know there's even a movie although I'm, i can't i don't know how accurate that movie is i haven't watched it but um but mm-hmm. all kinds of great stuff about uh gettysburg and a little bit about our history so Hopefully you've enjoyed a little history. Uh, I don't know what we're going to talk about next, Allie, but I'm sure it'll be fun. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. We love it. All right. Well, have a great day. Fixed bayonets. And I I guess the last thing we should say is charge. Charge that hill. That's it. Thank you for listening to Rooted Deep. To learn more about Dare for More Ministries, go to dareformore.org and look up Mercy Workshop at mercyjewelry.org.